Well, praise the Lord. Once again, this is Pastor Jerry coming to you wherever you're at. Amen. You could be halfway across the, uh, the continent. You could be in some other country. You could be right here in our local community. Praise God. One of our parishioners, praise God, watching and listening. Praise the Lord. It is always an honor. Always a privilege to bring the Word of God to you. Man, I love preaching the Word. I love talking the Word and I uh, love being in the Word. Praise the Lord. So it's always an honor when I get the, the opportunity to speak the Word to, to those that are hungry for it, those that are ready to uh, grab hold of it and run with it. Praise the Lord. Once again, as I've said before, you know, I'm encouraging you, let us know, uh, you know, contact us. Let us know how, uh, how you're getting fed and make sure that things are going good for you. And if there's any questions, uh, feel free to ask. Praise God. Anyway, we uh, look forward to hear from you. Praise God. We're uh, going to dive right into the Word again. We're going to—it's a midweek service, so we're going to uh, do our opening verse out of First Corinthians in chapter ten. So, if you will go there, First Corinthians ten and uh, verse eleven again. Hallelujah says, "Now all these things happened to them as examples, and they were written for our admonition or teaching instruction." upon whom the ends of the ages have come. In other words, uh, the lessons that we can learn from the children of Israel here, uh, we always can. I mean, it's just, it's, it's a lesson learned. Now they, uh, you know, in context, talking about some decisions and choices that the children of Israel made uh, as, uh, as they came out of Egypt and things that they did and said and uh, reactions to things. And as a result of it, it caused uh, this response or this result or this consequence, maybe we could say, of a, a wilderness experience, okay, which then becomes an example to you and I, praise God, that we can learn from, all right? Uh, in this case, what not to do, or several things not to do, praise God. So what we've done over, uh, well, actually this whole year, we have on our midweeks, at least my time with you, we have taken uh, our patriarchs of faith, different people, uh, w- most of them, of course, out of the old covenant, not all of them, but uh, we've had a few now in the new covenant we've looked at, but all individuals that we can learn and glean from, some do's, some don'ts, praise God, and that's kind of what we're doing. Today, we're going to talk about a young man uh, named Jeremiah, okay, who was a prophet of God, and so we're going to go to the book of Jeremiah, please, Jeremiah chapter 1, praise the Lord, Jeremiah chapter 1. Many times that he's referred to as the weeping prophet. Now, not that I'm hoping to depress anybody today, <laughs> but uh, what it is is that we can uh, learn some things from him. Now, again, this is a prophet of God, okay, that was called uh, as a young age um, to, uh, to speak forth a message to the people and uh, called to the people and to the nations. Okay, uh, you'll see that here in a minute. Um, now, you and me, we're, at least most of the people I'm probably communicating with are not prophets of the land. Um, there might be, you know, a few of you out there that, that, that might carry that mantle or that type of mantle. Um, you know, there might be several of you out there that carry some form of five-fold ministry. Uh, but the, the office of the prophet, um, you know, uh, it's just, you know, there ain't a lot of them. Okay, at least to this magnitude, all right? Uh, so all, all we're trying to do here is glean some things out of his life, or at least one key thing today in his life uh, that, um, that really becomes a great example of, uh, you know, of a, 
an, an example to you and me to learn from. All right, let's just leave it at that. All right, so Jeremiah 1, and we're going to go to verse 4. And it says this, Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you or set you apart. I ordained or appointed you a prophet to the nations. Literally means an inspired man uh, or an inspired uh, mouthpiece. Okay, so a prophet to the nations or peoples. That also means, okay. Then I said, Ah, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak for I am a youth. Okay, because he was young. All right. In other words, I'm unlearned or untrained or immature. Uh, I, I don't know that I can do this. I don't know that I uh, can walk this out or able to do this, okay? Uh, but the Lord said to him, because this is key, do not say I'm a youth. In other words, don't let that come out your mouth, all right? For you, will, uh, for you shall go uh, to all to whom I send you, okay, or to what I send you. So uh, if you look that up, it isn't just to individuals, but also there's, a, there's, a, uh, there's times you're going to be called to go speak things over certain things, okay? And whatever I command you, or whatever I appoint or bid you, uh, that's what you shall speak, okay? And that's, that's a big part today, all right? And whatever I command you, bid or appoint, amen, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of their faces or their countenance. That word also means how things look or how things appear, okay? Uh, that's what we can kind of learn from. So don't be afraid of how things look, okay? For I am, I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. Then... Uh, the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth and said to me, Behold, I have uh, put my words in your mouth. Now, today we're going to talk about an, an, obe an obedient mouthpiece, okay? And that's what we're going to glean from Jeremiah, okay? Because uh, that's what Jeremiah was, was, was good at. He was, he was an obedient mouthpiece, regardless of the type of message he had to speak. Okay, and I'm not, I'm not saying that you have to go out and say the same things he does, but uh, I'm just saying he had to say things that was hard to say, hard to do, okay? And that's why he's referred to as the weeping, uh, you know, prophet, because uh, he would have to go out and say things that were hard, um, and, and because of his, uh, you know, seeing what he sees and trying to bring change and, and, and turn things around and to speak these words that sometimes were even kind of a, a pretty stern word, um, you know, it, it, it would wear on you as an individual, but he was faithful to do it. He spoke what God asked him to speak. All right. All right. So anyway, behold, I have put my words in your mouth. See, I have, I have this day set you over the nations or over peoples. Okay. And over the kingdoms, which means dominions or realms. Okay. Now just take in mind here. Okay. Here you are a child of God called by God, uh, you know, with the word of God, you know, Praying, you know, uh, you know, for, you know, in the sense of on behalf of God, uh, you know, so uh, here we are moving along in, in, in who we are, and we carry uh, a mantle of, of dominion and authority, okay? You have to keep that in mind, okay? And every one of us are called to do something and take care of certain things, okay? Now, you may not be a prophet of the land, so to speak, okay? But you are at least the prophet of your own life and a prophet in your own home, Okay? And, and you're going to understand uh, what that means here in a little bit. Okay, so uh, just like he's called to speak forth certain things, in other words, certain things he, he's supposed to say and there's certain things not to say, all right, the same with you and me, okay? We have to carry 
an obedient or be an obedient mouthpiece for the Lord. Now, when I say that, um, most everybody, their mind maybe runs to sharing the Lord, you know, uh, going there and witnessing to people. Uh, and I'm not really referring to that today, okay? Now, we should be faithful to do those kind of things, but we're talking about in the area of, of being of, uh, an obedient or faithful mouthpiece for the Lord. Uh, we're talking about not just sharing Jesus, but literally showing Jesus, okay? So in other words, we're taking dominion and authority Amen. With our words, understanding to say what he asks us to say, amen, and to not say uh, what he asks us not to say. I hope that made sense there. And we're going to see more of that here in a minute. So he's been set over peoples and over kingdoms, it says. And then look at this. It said this, to root out or to pull up by the roots, to root out and to pull down, cast down or overthrow. So we've seen rooting out, pulling down, destroying, to destroy means to demolish, and to throw down means to break in pieces. Okay, now listen, to build, all right, which means to rebuild or repair, and to plant, which means uh, to uh, literally to sow seed or to sow a seed. Now all of this is talking about things he's doing with his mouth. So there's times you're taking authority and dominion, dealing with stuff, and of course the kings he's talking about here, we're talking about darkness. So we're talking about literally extinguishing darkness, all right, And we're also talking about expressing life or bringing life. In other words, rebuilding, sowing, planting. So it isn't just all bad things. There's things, you know, as far as um, using your mouth to, to take care of darkness, I meant in that sense. But also we're, we're to speak things, amen, to cause things to grow, to, to be rebuilt, to, uh, to develop, to come, into, to come to pass, whatever it is. And that's what our mouth is meant for, amen. All right, we're called to speak, amen, as he would have us speak. All right, now hang on. Moreover, verse 11, the word of the Lord came to me saying, Jeremiah, what do you see? And, and, and I said, well, I see, a, I see a branch, okay, or a rod of an almond tree, all right? A branch of an almond tree, all right? Now, the almond tree uh, represents, uh, when you look this up, it means as being the, uh, the earliest in bloom. Now, what it means is, in other words, a rod of authority, that's what the rod or the branch refers to, authority or dominion. But he's talking about literally bringing life, okay? Then the Lord said to me, you have seen well, for I, here we go, for I am ready to perform my word. I am ready to perform my word. One translation says, I am ready and active, watching over my word to perform it, praise God. And I believe that's the Amplified. But anyway, I'm ready to perform my word. You notice it's his word. In other words, he's going to watch over his word, all right? So first he says, listen, what do you see? You see a, you see a rod or a branch of, of an almond tree, in other words, something, an, an authority, dominion to bring forth life. But then it says, then the word came to me a second time saying, what do you see? And I said, I see a boiling pot, okay, and it is facing away from the north, okay? And what that refers to is that which puts away or means to put away with, to expire, um, in the sense of to snuff out life, really, to scatter, to cause, uh, to lose life. In other words, what he's talking about, okay, and this is kind of real quick here, but he's talking about two different things. Your mouth is used to bring life, and your mouth is used to extinguish things, to eliminate some things, all right? That's what he's dealing with. That's the whole thing he's talking about. I'm going to use you as a mouthpiece to make a difference everywhere you go. 
There's going to be things that you're going to speak into existence, and there's going to be things you're going to demolish in the spirit. Okay? Now, that has never changed for the child of God. We're still called to do the same thing. There's times we're called to speak words that bring life, and times we are called to take authority and dominion over darkness, over things that are not of God, and bring it to a, 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 an end, praise God. Amen. Now, Jeremiah was an obedient mouthpiece, all right? He was a prophet of God that, that spoke an inspired word of God, amen? And due to his obedience, things happened, amen? And he was called to do some, uh, some pretty serious things, okay? And uh, so, it, you know, we're not making light of anything that Jeremiah had to do as a prophet, all right? But the man was obedient. He had a few moments in there, you know, a few questions with the Lord about everything he's having to do. All right, and he had maybe a few moments here where he got a little quick uh, little word from God to kind of get him, uh, you know, get maybe the, 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 the slack jerked out of him a little bit, okay, here and there. But for the most part, he, he stayed obedient, doing what he was supposed to do. Now, what we're trying to do is today is glean that part right there, learn from that, okay, to be an obedient mouthpiece for God, all right, that we say what he wants us to say and not say, or in other words, um, refuse to say the things he asks us not to say. Now, I've found, okay, just a simple thing here. Um, you know, as, as a pastor, there's things that you learn, you know, things that, you, you know, just in study and things you learn and things I've learned just in my own walk in God, okay, that life gets a whole lot better when you get your mouth working for you and not against you, all right? Now, we touch on this quite often. Well, to me, it is a, it is a vital um, kingdom uh, principle, in a sense, okay, about, uh, you know, what, what comes out your mouth, all right? All right, so let's look at some verses here, okay? Let's go to uh, Joshua 1. Joshua 1. Now, we've talked about Joshua already. Definitely touched on his life once or twice. But Joshua 1, and what we have in context, uh, he's, get, you know, basically it's, it's the commission of God to now go into the promised land, take the promised land. Uh, Moses, of course, is already gone now. And so, um, verse 8, I'm just, uh, you know, just for sake of time, we're just going to jump into verse 8 here. It just says, this book of the law, in other words, the word, right, shall not depart from your mouth, all right, the word, right, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to, uh, to do according to all that's written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Now, everybody wants the tail end of that verse, okay, everybody wants the tail end of that verse. When you study that out, everybody wants the tail end of that verse, okay, but in order to get the tail end of that verse, you're going to have to be willing to do the first part of that verse, okay? Now, what he's instructing Joshua, okay, just like we're going to find out today through everything, uh, you know, that if you want what I've commissioned you to do to work, if you want what I have laid out for you in, in your life and your family and your business or whatever it is we're talking about, if you want these things to work right, then you're going to have to get your mouth working for you and not against you, 
And, I, and as I was saying a minute ago, I don't even know if I finished it, but, I, but the thing that I've learned that if you will just say what he said to say and not say what he says not to say, that will go a long way in your walk in God. All of a sudden, your life begins to shift. You have to understand that a lot of the things that we live today are a result of the words we spoke yesterday. All right? So that's why it's so important, all right, to speak what he says to speak, all right? Now, Joshua, uh, let's go to Psalms, okay? Psalms, chapter 50. Psalms 50. And he says, well, I've, I've heard this before. Well, good. You're going to hear it again, I guarantee you, from this pulpit, you're going to hear it multiple times, all right, because it is so key, all right? The majority of the things and problems that I've seen in people's lives, you know, they want to be so quick to just blame the devil for everything. Now, don't get me wrong, the devil's behind almost all of it. Don't get me wrong. Anything that's bad, if it's bad, it's of the enemy. But, but you have to understand that the majority of things that people deal with and the problems in their life come as a result of their words, their own words. Okay, so many people are speaking literally the curse over their life every day. All right, giving place to the enemy instead of giving place for God to move. All right, now this is why he instructed Jeremiah, listen, okay, you say what I tell you to say. Nothing more, nothing less. All right, if you recall, Jesus was pretty good about that too, right? I don't say anything unless I hear the Father say it, all right? Well, you and me, okay, we do the same thing. Now, there's time where you hear from God what to say, but I have found, okay, God tells you real simple in the Word of God what to do and what not to do in the area of what comes out your mouth, all right? If you just follow that, all right, just like he told Joshua, all right, he says, listen, you speak my words, you meditate on them day and night, but you speak this if you want this thing to work, all right? That's, that's so key. Uh, Psalms 50, verse 23, whoever make, oh, pardon me, whoever offers praise glorifies me. In other words, you got your mouth doing the right thing here, right? So whoever offers praise glorifies me, and to him who orders, now this is New King James, to him who orders uh, his conduct aright, I will show the salvation of God, okay? Now the word conduct here, uh, the, the Hebrew word, Derek, okay, which literally means conversation, or literally it means a conduct or an action, or mode of action, or course of life because of conversation, or by conversation, okay? So an individual who orders, or charges, determines, or points, okay, purposes his life, right, his conduct, his conversation, right? In other words, it's your choice. That's what he's bringing out here. It's your choice what you're going to do. But if you choose to do with your mouth what you should, if you order your conversation Conduct, everything begins to follow that, okay? But then this is what it says. It opens a door for something. It says, and I will show you the salvation, okay, of God, okay? Complete deliverance of God moving in all realms, okay? But you got to get your mouth working right. That's what he's bringing out here. Amen. I was thinking this because this here, uh, Psalms, this is... Um, uh, a psalm of, uh, of Asaph, okay? And so Asaph, he's bringing that out, okay? We see Joshua told uh, by the Lord to, to guard his words. Asaph is telling us to guard our words. Uh, uh, 
David in Psalms 141 and 3, it says, set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth and put a watch over the doors of my lips. Why? Because this man understands. David, that's who wrote that one. David understood the words got to be right. Got to get your words right. Okay. Uh, Job 6. So we hear Job saying this, teach me and I will hold my tongue. Teach me where I've erred. How forceful are right words. Okay. So he's understanding that. Now, it took a little bit for Job to get a hold of it, all right, to really understand it. But once he did, praise God, everything began to shift. Now, but he, he understood. See, right here is a problem. See, a lot of people say, well, uh, this is my problem, or that's my problem, or this is my problem. No, it could just be the pie hole one inch below your nose, okay? That's what could be the problem here, all right? Somebody said, Pastor, you're being a little blunt. Well, listen, I'm telling you, all right, uh, we go along in life, and we get more moved by how things look, how things feel, uh, what somebody said. Uh, you know, we get more moved by natural things. And that's what he told Jeremiah. He said, listen, I'm telling you, you're going to say some things. And you can't be moved by how it looks. You can't be moved by their faces, their countenance, by how it looks or it appears. Okay, and if you go through Jeremiah, you see there was a moment or two he was moved by it, okay? And that's where the struggle became a little bit with God. He began to talk some things, and the Lord kind of called him on the carpet with it, okay? Now, same with Job, okay? Same with David, same with Joshua, same with Asaph, okay? Uh, we see also uh, Solomon, okay? In Proverbs 11, he brings out death and life. Proverbs 18, 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat the fruit thereof. In other words, what you speak is what you're going to, uh, you know, re your results or your repercussion or uh, your consequences of. Okay, in other words, what you begin to bear the fruit of is based on what you're speaking. All right. Also, we see in James 3, okay, so James even understood it. He said this in James 3, 6, that the tongue or the mouth, right, can defile the whole body. Isn't that wild? The, the, the mouth itself can defile the whole body. All right? And it said this, and set on fire uh, the, the course of nature. In other words, your mouth not only will affect you physically, it'll affect the world around you. Jesus brings out, okay, in Matthew 12 and 37, by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. Up and down. I mean, it depends. Your life can go up, can go down. Could be good, could be bad, based on your words. He also said in Matthew 15, 11, that it's not what goes in the mouth that defiles a man. It's what comes out his mouth that defiles him. Now, this is what Jesus said. Okay. Now, a lot said there. A lot of verses I just kind of threw at you real quick here. But the bottom line is, okay, that we need to speak what he tells us to speak. All right, get our mouth working for us, okay? We're going to go to a common text when we talk about the mouth. That's 1 Timothy chapter 6, okay? Verse 12, hallelujah. So 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 12, okay? says this, fight the good fight of faith, okay, which is what we're all called to do. Lay hold, in other words, possess uh, uh, eternal life, that just learned means a quality of life, okay? So I'm not talking about someday in heaven. 
talking about right here, okay, so lay hold of the life you're called to, all right, to which you were also called and have what confessed, here we go, the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. The word good confession, many times, you've heard me say it, if you've listened to us very long, this has come up, okay, confession, homoslogia is the Greek word, which means same word, all right, it means covenant acknowledgement, Okay, what it talks about is if you're gonna if you're gonna speak something, all right, if you're gonna get in the fight, warfare, if you're gonna deal with things, you're gonna change things, fighting the good fight of faith, you're gonna lay hold of the life you're called to, then you're gonna have to say the same word. Right? Say what he says to say. All right. Amen. All right, so we're called to speak what he tells us to speak. In Romans 10, you can just uh, maybe write that down. In verse 10, it brings out that with the mouth, confession, right? That same word, confession, is made unto salvation, okay? Again, total deliverance, all right? Same thing we read, uh, read there in Psalms 50, all right? Same thing, God's, gonna, you're gonna, God's salvation, is, in other words, his deliverance will manifest, but you got to have your mouth working for you. All right. If you're saying something contrary, it's probably a reason why some things ain't manifesting right. All right. All right. Now, I'm just going to say this. Okay. Okay. Uh, What happens a lot of times we get caught up in situations and circumstances. And things that that overwhelm us. Okay. And then what happens is uh, we begin to say things. We say, well, uh, that circumstance uh, because of that circumstance is why I'm saying what I'm saying. Well, uh, I understand that that thing, you know, is happening, is going on. We're not, we're not denying that. We're not making light of it. Uh, but I'm telling you, most of the time, the circumstances manifest as a result of our words. Okay? Now, you think you're just saying that because of the circumstance. Okay? But you have to understand that the majority of the time, the things that are manifesting around us are a result of our own words. All right? Now, there might be times, okay, when situation happened and spur of the moment, this thing, bang, manifests. But still, your way of deliverance out of that is still the same thing. You got to get your words right. So even if something happened, okay, that you had no, uh, you know, you did nothing to create that, okay, you still are obligated by God to speak the same word. All right? Not what you feel, not how it looks. All right? Call things that be not as though they are. Not call things that are as though they're not, or call things that are as though they are. Okay? There's there's a way that it works. You've got to still get your mouth saying the right things. All right? Now, a verse that jumps at me a little bit is Mark 11 and 23. It says, saying unto that mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast in the sea. Well, what is the mountain? Well, it's that, that thing that overwhelming you, that circumstance, that situation that's towering over you. All right? It didn't say go around and give everybody guided mountain tours. Sometimes you, I see people, they get in conversations about what they're dealing with. And then they start talking about, you know, explaining all that they're dealing with. And, the, and then the next person, well, they kind of almost like they get in this, this uh, uh, you know, uh, battle of who's got the biggest mountain kind of thing. And I'm thinking to myself the whole time while they're talking, I thought, we're, we're, you're not helping anything. You're making it worse. Okay, you're giving the enemy place. All right? Learn to speak life. So in that particular case, the word says this. Say this. Be thou removed. Be thou cast into the sea. That's what you say. Somebody says, well, how's anybody going to know how to pray? Maybe you don't need everybody to be praying. Maybe you just need to tell that mountain to go. 
And once you tell that mountain to go and you mean it, that mountain will go. And then you don't have to worry about praying about it anymore. Because why? Because it's, it's dealt with. All right? So you take dominion authority. See, it's the same thing he told Jeremiah. Listen, there's going to be times you're going to say things that's going to remove things, drive things back, demolish things. There's going to be times you're going to speak things that's going to rebuild, that's going to plant, that's going to cause things to grow. All right? Well, that same thing's alive for you and me. Sometimes you're going to speak things that's going to bring a victory, that's going to bring a deliverance, that's going to rebuild and plant and cause something good to grow. And then there are times you're going to have to pull down strongholds. You're going to have to demolish those things that are trying to take authority over your household and over your, your business or your church or your health or whatever it is that, we're, uh, that's in, uh, you know, that you're dealing with. All right? But you're going to have to get in agreement with what he says. Oh, hallelujah. I hope you're hearing this. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, here we go. Let's do... Um, Let's go back to Jeremiah 1, and later on, of course, in the text, we kind of read the first whatever it was, a dozen verses there or whatever, but later on then he begins to kind of give him some clarity about what's going on, but he begins, he begins to kind of wrap it up and, and again summarize something that he had said earlier in, uh, that we had read earlier. In verse 17, it says, Therefore, prepare yourself and arise. This is Jeremiah 1, 17. Therefore, prepare yourself and arise and speak to them all that I command you. All right? And do not be dismayed before their face. In other words, don't be moved by what it's, how it looks here. So in other words, prepare, arise, and speak. Okay? That's something we can learn right there, okay? So prepare, in other words, make yourself ready, fit. In other words, be conditioned, be ready, all right? Arise, which means to rise up to accomplish, all right? And then speak forth, okay? Now, I'm, I'm telling you that because that's how it works. Some say, well, well, what if I don't know what to say? Well, then prepare. Prepare. You know, I didn't, I didn't know, you know what to say all the time. So what you do is you get in the Word and you find out what He says. So when you begin to talk about who you are, you begin to say what he says about you. And the only way you're going to find out what he says about you, you got to get in the word. It tells you who you are. So you get in there and you find out what you are, and that's what you talk. You don't talk about you being a loser. You talk about you being an overcomer. You don't talk about how you can't. You talk about how you can. I mean, we, get, we, we can go on and on and on. There's all kinds of things in this word that begin to give you the things that you should say. All right? Now, what I did today, okay, to, to kind of you know, wrap this service up today, Okay, I'm going to talk about just some things that the word says to say, and I'm going to talk about some of those things that the word says not to say. Okay, I just thought I'd do that. Okay, because I think sometimes, um, you know, we have to understand sometimes he made it pretty simple. All right, I feel like I'm just kind of at you right now, and so I don't want you to uh, think I'm I'm in an area of rebuke here because that's not my my heart here. My heart is just to, to show you that the importance of words, okay. That we don't just say how we feel, okay? And um, because you do that, and all you're doing is, is, is causing this thing uh, to perpetuate, okay? Listen, if you're, if you're battling health issues, stop talking sick, okay? If you're that battling financial problems, stop talking broke, busted, and disgusted. Stop it. 
If you're, if you're dealing with business problems, if you're dealing with, with relational problems, if you're dealing with, you know, whatever it is, people problems, you know, stop talking the problems. Start talking the solution. All right? Stop telling uh, your God how big your problem is. Start telling your problem how big your God is. You got to start, you got to get your mouth working for you. I hope you're hearing this. Hallelujah. So what I thought, okay, he says, prepare, arise, and speak. So what we're going to do is do just that. So an obedient mouthpiece, if we're going to be an obedient mouthpiece for God, amen, uh, then we're going to have to know what it means or what it, you know, what does he want us to say, and we got to say it, okay? So what I thought is we'll go back to Psalms. Let's do that. Psalms, and I'll probably go to Psalms 91. Not that I really have any of these things in any kind of a specific order, um, but I just kind of, as they came to me and wrote them down here. And Psalms 91, and uh, of course the whole thing's a, a psalm of safety or protection, talking about dwelling in the secret place. But verse 2, he says this. This is what the psalmist said, and this is, I believe, it's David that wrote this. And so this is a psalm. The psalmist said this, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in him I will trust. Now that's what we're supposed to say. Okay. He said, I will say, I will say this. All right. Okay. Of the Lord. I'm going to say this of the Lord. Okay. What? He's my refuge. He's my protection. Right. Right. He's my fortress. He's my stronghold, okay? My, my fortified castle, that also means. My God, in him I will trust. Now, you're going to have to start saying those kind of things because it's real tempting sometimes when you're in the middle of something to say just the opposite, okay? We, we get panicked about what's going on instead of saying, wait a minute, God's my refuge and my fortress, and in him I'm going to trust. That ought to be something that comes out your mouth. In fact, I recommend take notes, write these down. It wouldn't hurt for you to print out these verses, okay, and say them on a daily basis, okay? So this is one of them right here. My God, right? He is my refuge and my fortress. In him, I will trust, right? He's my God, right? Let me say, get that in there too, right? So here he is. He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, Amen. That's good to know, right? He's your God. In him, right, I will trust. Are you hearing me? All right. Psalms 107. Listen, I don't know any other way to do it. We're just going to blah. We're just going to put it out there. All right. So hopefully you grab hold of it and run with it. Okay. Here's another thing. Okay. Psalms 107, verse 2. All right. A lot being said all through here and love to read the whole psalm. But verse 2, let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. All right. That's what you say. What do you say? I'm redeemed. Okay, not, not so. Don't say so. Say redeemed, all right? So let the redeemed of the Lord say they're redeemed. That's you. See, you've been purchased. You're part of a household of faith, part of the family of God, right? Come on now. Part of the kingdom of light, all right? You're redeemed. Amen? Now, even though this is an old covenant verse, amen, you've been redeemed by the blood of the lamb. So this, this applies to you. So let the redeemed of the Lord say they're redeemed, right? Whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. So when you feel like your back's against the wall, you, what do you say? Well, you let come out your mouth, according to Psalms uh, 107.2, that I am redeemed of the Lord. 
And my God, right, whom he, he has redeemed, I'm the redeemer of the Lord, and I've been redeemed from the hand of the enemy. However you want to word it, but right there it is, okay? I, <clears throat> I'm redeemed from the Lord, or redeemed of the Lord, and I've been redeemed from the hand of the enemy. All right? Stop talking about how you're under it. Start talking about how the fact you're redeemed from it. Okay? Stop talking about that it's overwhelming you. I'm redeemed from it. Stop talking about uh, I can't get on top. I'm redeemed from it. Stop talking about how you're under. Start talking about how you're over. Come on. That's how this works. All right, let's look at another one. Psalms 118, please. Kind of rah, going fast here with us, right? So Psalms 118, and we're going to look at, um, I think I just put, uh, oh, there's, this is a great psalm. But let's just look at like verse 4. Let those who fear the Lord now say, His mercy endures forever. It goes on to say, I called on the Lord, right? I called on the Lord in distress. The Lord answered me and set me in a broad place. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do to me? Okay, so let's just back up verse 4 because that's where it says it. Let those who fear the Lord, do you fear the Lord? You got an honor, respect toward God, a reverence toward God? Well, this is what you say. His mercy endures forever. His mercy endures forever. Well, you know, I, I, I struggle with this. I've had a problem with that. I, I deal with this. I'm always uh, under this. I got this thing going on here. I feel like, no, I, his mercy, what? His mercy, what? Here we go. Endures, what? Forever. That's what you say. His mercy endures forever. Well, I don't, I, I don't feel like, um, uh, you know, that the mercy, ah, the mercy, his mercy endures forever. That isn't even a hard statement. That's just, but that's something it says you're supposed to say. His mercy endures forever. Now, there's a lot of things in my life, when I, early on especially, okay, when I first got a hold of this, okay, well, there were some areas in my life I struggled with, okay, and felt like I was kind of always under something and, and dealing with stuff in my life. But this thing came alive. It's like his mercy endures forever. And that's about the same time, see, I started finding out that I'm, I'm the righteousness of God. A price has been paid, all right? That even though there's been mistakes made or things happen or I've yielded to this or came under this or whatever, praise God, His mercy endures forever. What's it do? It gets you back on track, gets you back on the road again. His mercy endures forever. I ain't going to sit here and talk about all the other, you know, how I'm under it, how I can't make it. I can't. His mercy endures forever. Praise God. All right, let's look at another one. Let's go back up now. We'll go to Psalm 66. I like this one. Psalm 66. Hope you're hearing this. All right, Psalm 66. Uh, we'll go to verse, well, for sake of time, verse 3. Say to God, so here's something you're supposed to say. Say to God, how awesome are your works. Through the greatness of your power, your enemies shall submit themselves to you. I thought that's pretty good. Okay, now here we go. How awesome are your works. So in other words, we start thinking about what's going on here. You begin to say, Lord, the things you do are wonderful. You're awesome. You're glorious. It's amazing the things. See, it says this. You say this. How awesome are your works, all right? 
Through the greatness of your power, your enemies shall submit themselves to you. Through your power, uh, the enemies are going to submit to you. Now, why is that so important? Well, again, because a lot of times uh, darkness is trying to uh, prevail. The enemy's trying to, you know, t- attack your household, attack your business, attack your health, attack your church. Come on now, attack relations, you know, your relationship, your marriage or whatever it is. Okay, you have to understand that the enemy's trying to come. So now what he's saying, listen, God, God's work, God is awesome in his works. God's going to deliver me because he always does it. That's what it's saying here. God will always deliver me. Praise God. And, and the, my enemy is going to submit itself to God. In other words, it's coming down. It ain't going to control in my household, praise God. So let's say, what's he say? How awesome are your works, all right? How awesome are your works? Through the greatness of your power, your enemies shall submit themselves to you. How awesome are your works? Now, what are we doing? All I'm doing is just grabbing some verses that say what to say. And a little bit here, we're going to grab a few that said what not to say, okay? But that's all we're doing. And we, this is just, we could go all day long. Okay, you could even just take one of these psalms and then just begin to go down and there's certain things that you'll know what to say. But here it just specifically says, say this. How awesome are your works? Through the greatness of your power, your enemies shall submit themselves to you. So you, you begin to say that. What's it begin to do? It begins to work things. Just like he said to Joshua, you get these things working in your mouth and you meditate on those day and night instead of talking all this other stuff and meditate on all that. You start talking what he said, and pretty soon as you meditate, it begins to make a way for you. Now, all of a sudden, you're walking it out. Now, all of a sudden, it's giving you success and victory. Praise God. All of a sudden, it begins to manifest in front of you the way it's supposed to. And darkness is fleeing. Praise God. Hallelujah. But we got to get your mouth working for you, not against you. All right. Again, uh, let's look at another one. Psalm 35 this is another really good one. All right. This is one we've, you know, we've used many times. Psalms 35, verse 27. Okay. All right. It says, let them shout for joy and be glad who favor my righteous cause. Let them say continually. Okay. Now here's telling you what to say. Here's what you say. I'm broke. I'm busted. I'm disgusted. I ain't got nothing. Nothing ever works for me. I never have anything. Is that what it says to say? Doesn't say to say that, does it? What's it say to say? You will say this continually. What do you say? Let the Lord be magnified who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Let the Lord be magnified. Huh? Let the Lord be magnified who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. In other words, God takes pleasure, hallelujah, in you walking in abundance, you walking with your needs met, your bills paid, all right? And so instead of talking about how you never have or you don't have enough or never have enough or start talking about how, how, you know, you're always broke, stop it. Start saying what he said. And the more you say this and meditate on it, the more it comes alive and the more it manifests on your behalf. You know, I'm just going to say this, okay, because a lot of times, you know, we get on these things and people just, it's like, well, whatever, preacher, you know. Now, if you believed in the unseen realm, if you believed in the unseen realm, you would take heed to what I'm saying, okay? 
There's a lot of people say, well, I believe there's a heaven, and I believe there's a hell, and I believe there's angels and there's demons. Do you? Do you? All right. Now, the reason I'm saying that is because you have to understand that one of the main reasons why your words have got to be line up with him, okay, is because that's how you give the angels of God, uh, you know, the assignment to do what they have to do. Acts Psalms 103 brings it out real clear, right? They, they give heed to his word, all right? His word. And the word talks about you giving voice to his word, and they give heed to it, all right? Back, I think that Psalms like 103, verse 20, I believe, all right? So that's what happens. Now, you have to understand, and if you're saying something contrary then to the word, then who else are you giving, who else is giving heed to it then? See, that's the thing. See, that's why you have to understand that your words are powerful forces. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. In other words, you keep talking death, you keep talking curse, curse manifests. You talk blessing, you talk life, guess what? Life or blessing manifests. Why? Because you're giving heed, or pardon me, the angels are giving heed to his word because you're speaking his word, all right? Or you talk darkness, and guess what? We're giving, we're giving license to the enemy to continue to ransack our houses, all right? So here, same thing in Psalms 35, you know, let them continually say. So that means this is something we should be saying, all right? Let the Lord be magnified who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant, okay? God wants your needs met. God wants you blessed. God wants you walking in increase. You know, I say this many times, especially at times when we're talking about maybe offering time and stuff like that, that, you know, one of the reasons that God wants you blessed, one of the main reasons is so you can turn around and be a blessing. Nothing more depressing than seeing a need that you can't fill, you can't help, you can't get involved with, you can't be a part to bring change in that situation in the area of finance or, or, or material, uh, you, know, you know, gifts or whatever, you know. So, uh, you know, with substance, that was the word I was looking for there, you know, with, with, with some kind of substance, all right? You want to be a part of being a, you know, be a part of that, but you can't because you don't have any, you don't have no substance. You have no, nothing, you know, you're not blessed. You don't have enough in, in your pocket to help anybody. Now you say, well, Pastor, like, no, now listen, all right? You want that to change in your life? I mean, there's a lot of other things getting involved with that, but I'll tell you one thing that's key, and that's your mouth. And if you're going to talk broke all the time, you got to understand all you're doing is letting the enemy continue to steal from you. All right? And then you stay broke. All right? Whew. All right, let's look at something else here. Let's go, um, in fact, um, real quick, back to Jeremiah 1. Because, uh, you know, so he told Jeremiah things, what he's supposed to say, but he also told him something not, not to say something, all right? And we did read through that. In verse 7, but the Lord said to me, this is Jeremiah 1, said, do not say, I am a youth. Do not say, I am a youth. For you shall go to all to whom I send you, and whatever I command you, uh, you shall speak. In other words, don't say this, say this. All right, that's what he's saying here. So what does that mean? Well, again, you know, Jeremiah was thinking, you know, he's unlearned, he's young, 
He's inexperienced, okay? He's maybe even immature in some things, okay? He's young. He's maybe not, doesn't think like he has the abilities to do some of this, all right? And you may be somewhere along the line thinking the same thing. I, I don't feel like I'm experienced enough to this, or I don't feel I have an ability to this. Well, you know, Philippians 4 says this, that you can do all things through Christ, which strengthens you. So if he's asking you to say something, you can do it. But he's also telling you not to say some things. So we, what we can learn from this, at least right here, stop talking about how you can't do something. All right? You may not understand it yet. You may not know all the, the ins and outs about it yet. You may have to still, uh, you know, develop in something yet, okay? But stop talking about how you can't do something, okay? Because that's just hurting you, all right? Remember what, what we read uh, earlier in Jeremiah 1 in, in verse 17 again, where he said, prepare yourself and arise, right? Prepare, arise, and speak. So right now, you just might have to be preparing and, and learn to arise, to accomplish something. So you might have to, you're just getting this. And so everything what I'm talking about today, about maybe writing some of this down, okay, that would be preparing, okay? That's what you would do to prepare, okay? So when, when you're dealing with something or, or something's going on in your life, whether we're talking about health or finance or your marriage or whatever, now listen, okay? You're dealing with something at home, Stop giving the enemy any more place. It's time to deal with it. So prepare, arise, and speak the right things. All right? Stop saying, you know, talking down on everything. Start, that's why, you know, the, this, you know, uh, sometimes I talk about, you know, there's nothing positive about, about being negative. And some say, well, I just do negative, positive stuff. And well, listen, listen, listen. I mean, why would you want to talk, you know, you know, negative, talk dark, talk down, give the enemy place. Why do you want to glorify what the enemy's doing? All right? Speak words of life. Speak what he says, okay? In this case, he said, listen, Jeremiah, <clears throat> I don't want that coming out your mouth. Hey, don't tell me you're young. Don't tell me you can't do this. Don't tell me uh, you're inexperienced, okay? Because I'm the one leading you. All I'm asking you to do is say what I tell you to say. And I'm talking to you people right now. Please hear this. All I'm doing right here, okay, you can go through. We, we could do this service after service after service and, and go through the Word of God just to find the things that you should say and not say. All I'm doing today is just pulling out some key verses that say, say this or don't say this, okay? Just a handful, okay? And I have found that what happens a lot, what I see a lot, okay, is people that say things that the Word specifically says don't say, and they won't say the things that the Word specifically says to say. I hope you understood that, all right? All right, but I, it's amazing to me how many things people say when the Word specifically says, do not say this, okay? Now, he told Jeremiah, don't let that come out your mouth. You know, Paul even kind of dealt with Timothy about the same thing, okay? Don't let your inexperience or your, your age or where you've come from be a thing that determines, uh, you know, how, how far you're going to go with this, or how much you're going to say or do or walk out. No, you got to, you know, you're in God. You're moving forward in God. He's your leader. He's your source. He's your strength. He's your joy. He's your, I mean, come on. 
In this case, he's the one giving you the words to say, just like he did with the prophet. He said, I'm, gonna, I, I'm putting words in your mouth, all right? Well, right now, that's what we're talking about, putting words in your mouth, amen, for you to say, all right? Or not to say, I guess is kind of what we're on at the moment. Well, let's look at Malachi, all right? There's a verse for you. Malachi 3, please. Malachi 3. <clears throat> okay, verse 13 says this, your words, here we go, have been harsh or stout, obstinate, okay, against me, says the Lord. Yet you say, what have we spoken against you? So in other words, okay, you say what we're saying, we're not supposed to say, but what are we saying? Well, he said this, you have said it is useless to serve God. What profit is it that we have kept his ordinances? And that we have walked as mourners or uh, walked this out before the Lord of hosts. So in other words, he says this, you know, you keep saying, why, why should we serve God? Well, in this context, he's even talking about the tithe. I've had people say, well, what's the point in tithing? There's no point in it. There is to a point in it. Okay, but you talking about how it doesn't mean anything or you talking about serving God doesn't mean anything or what's the point of keep walking out the ordinances of God. You keep talking that you meditate on that long enough. Pretty soon it'll sink your boat. Pretty soon you think that the thought that you have and that you're declaring. So you declare something long enough and it begins to establish things. So you begin to talk about what's the point in serving God? What's the point in serving God? Why should I serve God? Why should I, why should I do this in God? Why, what's the point in, in, in continuing to do this? What's the point in praying? What's the point in giving? What's the point in serving? What's the point? You start talking that mess pretty soon. You think you're justified? And you've just established something. All you did was give a demon strength. Now he's got you in a headlock. And he's steering you all over the place, hooked you by the nose and dragging you everywhere he wants to. All because you gave place to it with your mouth, you followed suit with it. Listen, there ain't a time, I mean, there ain't any person that served God that maybe hasn't had a moment or two where they kind of scratch their head wondering these kind of same things. But you don't ever give place to it with your mouth and start talking it. You get your head right, get your heart right. Amen. So you get your mouth right, praise God, and you start talking, praise God, the right things. So this is telling you, don't let this kind of stuff come out your mouth. And this is one of those things I've heard people say a lot, okay? And here the word says, don't even say it, all right? Let's look at another one back in James 1. Oh, hallelujah. James 1. Let's look at this one. Uh, for sake of time, we'll go down to verse 13, James 1, 13. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. But each one is tempted, see, when he is drawn away by his own desires and then enticed. And, of course, it goes off and says it gives birth to sin. Okay, so, you know, temptation's only there because you're giving place to it. Somebody says, well, God's the one that put that in front of me. God never tempts you with evil. Never. Don't ever let it come out your mouth. That is not your God doing that. Well, God made me do this, and because of that, no. 
You guard what you say and don't you lay that at the doorstep of the Lord. It specifically says, don't you ever say it. That's what it's talking about. Don't let that stuff come out your mouth. All right. We get enticed and through temptation by giving place to things. We begin to look and look around and pretty soon you're caught up in things. Okay. But never say that that temptation has come from God. Okay. God doesn't play games with his kids and tempt you to do evil just to see if you're going to, you know, follow the enemy or not. Come on now. That's pretty dangerous. All right, so don't let that stuff come out your mouth. Okay, we're going to go to another one. Romans 10. Somebody think, please, let's get over, get this over with. Amen. I'm telling you, man. Listen, if you will just keep your mouth saying the right things, you might be amazed at where your life ends up. All right, here's another one, all right? Uh, Romans 10, verse 6, but the righteousness of faith speaks in this way. So he's talking about how we ought to be talking. If you're the righteousness of God, then the righteousness of faith speaks a certain way. There's a certain way we talk, certain way we don't talk, okay? And here it's talking about do not say, okay? Do not say in your heart, who will ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down from above, or who will descend into the abyss, that is to bring Christ up from the dead, okay? But what does it say? The word is near. You know, we're going to talk the word. So if we're going to live and under the righteousness of faith, then we're going to talk the word. Okay, now listen. What does it say? The word is near you, even in your mouth and in your heart. That's the word of faith which we preach. In other words, we're going to talk the word. Now here it says, what's he talking about? Bringing Christ. Don't say bring Christ down, you know, to what it say. Let me word it just right. Do not say in your who will ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down from above, or who will descend into the abyss, that is to bring Christ up from the dead. Now, what does that mean? Okay, here's what it means. Okay. Um, uh, where's God? Okay. In other words, um, come and touch my fevered brow. Okay. I'm kind of goofy, but, but, but okay. A lot of people, you know, may, might say other things, but that's kind of basic. Come down and, and, and heal me. He's already healed you. Well, but I'm sick. Okay, you're sick, but do the right thing. Don't go around saying, God, come down and take care of this. He's already taken care of it. Or make, you know, you know think that the Lord's going to go pay the price again for your deliverance in something. That's what he's talking about. Don't, don't think you're going to bring him back down from heaven to take care of a situation he's already taken care of or have to go again, pay a price again, go to hell again and come back. He doesn't have to pay a price again. He's already paid the price. So what you got to do, he says here in this context, don't be let those kind of things come out your mouth. What you got to do is start talking the word. Okay, I'm the healed. I'm the delivered. I'm, I'm set free. I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm the overcomer. I'm the conqueror. I have the victory. I mean, these are things that you say, but don't go saying, Lord, come back and, 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 and touch my fevered brow and heal me. He's already healed you. Okay. Don't say, Lord, uh, uh, you know, take care of that, sit- my, that, that, that area of my life that I struggle. Take care of that. He's already taken care of that. What we got to do now is get you in agreement by talking the same thing. I mean, a lot of people say things like, you know, where's God? Where's God? Why don't God, why doesn't God show up to take care of this? Why doesn't God deal with this? Why doesn't God take that? Okay, that's, that's what that's saying. So you can't be talking that. 
You know, if you back up in a, a chapter or two, go to chapter eight. Have I ever told you how much I love chapter eight? Anyway, chapter eight, verse 31. What then shall we say to these things? In other words, he talked about being predestined and called and justified and glorified. So what could we say to these things? Could we say, if God is for us, who could be against us? In other words, we have a God that's on our side. So the point I'm trying to make is this, okay? Stop talking about where, you know, where's God at? How come God? What about God? Where's the, when is he going to, how will God do this? Well, stop. No way. God's already on your side. God's already paid the price. He's already sent his son. Praise God. How about, now you got to accept it. And now you got to speak that, praise God, instead of talking all this doubt and unbelief. Whew. Boy, a lot said today. I hope you had an ear to hear it, praise the Lord. Now, uh, you know, if you're going to talk, you know, I think it's, uh, I want to say First uh, Peter 4, it says, if you must speak, uh, speak the oracles of God. I believe it's First uh, Peter, I believe. And, uh, you know, if you must speak, speak the oracles of God. In other words, if you've got to say something, talk the word. All right? If you don't know what to say, then it might be a good time to practice the ministry of silence. You know, sometimes you don't always have to say something. Sometimes, you know, we have that little moment where, you know, a doubt and unbelief, a little moment that we got that warfare going on and we don't know what to say. Well, that's where he told Jeremiah, prepare, arise and speak. In other words, if you, don't, you, then, then if you don't know what to do, what to say, then that'd be a good time to hush up, go to the Word, find out what God has to say about it. And then make you, and you fight the good fight of faith by making that confession. Amen? All right, why? Because not only is it going to set things right with you, but it begins to change everything around you. Change you physically, mentally, emotionally, change your, everything around you. And all of a sudden, you're giving the angels of God, you know, an assignment to go take care of something, and you're shutting down uh, the cohorts of hell. All right? So this is why we speak, amen, we have an obedient mouth, praise God, or I'd say be an obedient mouthpiece for God. And again, today I'm talking primarily about a confession of faith, amen, not just sharing Jesus, but showing Jesus. In other words, changing the atmosphere around you, changing the situation, the circumstances, amen, speaking right things, amen, so God has room to manifest. Praise God. I hope you got something. Father, we give praise and glory once again for your word. Thank you for those that had an ear to hear, a heart to receive. Thank you, Lord God, for opening the eyes of our understanding today. Forgive us for the time that we've yielded our mouth to darkness. Oh, forgive us for that mess. Praise the Lord. But Lord, we thank you that you're faithful and just to forgive us. Hallelujah. We receive that. We thank you for that. Praise God. And Lord, it's our heart to speak what you say to speak and to never say the things that you tell us never to say. Praise God. And for that, we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I call you blessed. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to watch the video of the message, head over to vimeo.com forward slash WO victory or Go to Jerry Roberts Ministries on Roku. For more information on who we are and what we do here at Word of Victory, check out our website at wovictory.org. That's wovictory.org. See you there.